Good evening to you. It is Saturday, November 19th, just before midnight, 11.40 p.m. Uh, your Purdue Boilermakers improved to 7-4 and four earlier today in a freezing, freezing cold ross Stadium. I don't know if you can see it in the, um, in the video, but my lips are still like red, like chapped from being out there. I think it's the coldest game I've ever been to. I'm not positive about that. I could probably go back out, back and figure that out. Um, I'm going to talk about it, but first, let me thank our pals at Martin Vintage, uh, martinvintage.com. Head over there, get a t-shirt. Grab one as a gift for a friend, for a family, for a loved one, for Christmas. Enter Boyle at checkout, get 15% off. Um, and, of course, um, AJ's. Over to AJ's on Vine, I butchered uh, pitching uh, the information about the company uh, in an earlier thing. I'm laughing myself in my head. Um Head over to AJ's on Vine. Next time you're on campus, if you're going for a basketball game or whatever, they'd love to have you. It's warm inside. They got TVs. They got delicious food. Order ahead, eataj's.com. And uh, you can't go wrong. Burgers, beef, beer. I actually said the right slogan there that time. You're welcome, Adam. And uh, that's that's a that's a good thing. That's a head over to AJ's. Good food, good people. Anyhow, so Purdue, uh, it's. Uh, it's good. It's good to be seven and four, as a Purdue fan. Let's 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 look at this first, okay? The, um, it, the the game, the, the the superficial part of the game, is it was like I said, it was very cold. Um, it was a uh, a tough environment for Purdue's offense. It was very windy, probably just as windy as the Iowa game. Uh, Purdue's offense struggled just as much as they did versus Iowa. They had a early loss, losing. Um, Losing Maccabi to a concussion early was really tough, probably to the game plan. I think, I think Jeff Brom planned on running the ball a lot because he knew Northwestern was susceptible to it, and he plan, planned on using Maccabi. And there are a couple of plays that Maccabi would have been greatly beneficial to the Purdue offense, but instead, he was knocked out of the game early. Um, they leaned heavily on Downing and um, and Lewis, and both played pretty well. Um, and Purdue's offensive line continues, to me, to do a great job. Northwestern, some places they're strong. It seems to me in the defensive trenches, they're, they're still pretty strong. They still have a lot of guys. that They can't stop the run very well, but they still have a lot of big guys, a lot of big bodies. Um, like Coach Brom said after the game, he said it's a prideful program. It's a, they, they, they care about the product they're putting out there. But clearly, um, they're not the same. And being down to their third or fourth quarterback, whatever they were, that showed. It was pretty obvious. Um, their last drive was a little bit laughable because they were down by, what, eight? They are down by eight, and they were handling the game as if they were ahead by eight. It felt like they chewed on a ton of clock. I think the, the entire drive was a 28-yard drive, and it took five minutes. Um, they didn't pass the ball until the very end of the drive, I believe. Um, they had a wildcat quarterback who looked like he's about my size for much of that drive. Uh, that's not a great place to be um, for a Big Ten team. Uh, but Purdue did pretty well against the against against Northwestern's rush. They did pretty well overall in the day defensively. I mean, to hold a team to nine points in modern football is incredible, regardless of the conditions. On the other side of the ball, um, Aiden O'Connell com completed about 64% of his passes. Uh, Purdue only scored 17 points. Um, and I'm going to talk in a second. I'm going to talk very quickly here about – 
about the play that I think is most memorable. If you listen to the Brom post, or not the Brom post game, the, the radio post game on WAZY, which I did on the way out of, off campus, there were like five or six calls in a row, uh, of course, about Graham's uh, pick six that was taken off the board because he had the gall to, to high step. And the rule, um, the NCAA rule was changed in 2010. I'm aware of this, and the refs have the discretion to call it. And a lot of sanctimonious Purdue fans on Twitter were saying things about how you got to know the rule. This is an easy, you know, this shows the lack of discipline that this Jeff Brom, te- Brom team has. And this is just embarrassing. I, I saw stuff like that. Um, and they said the letter of the law. Purdue needs to understand the letter of the law. So let me ask you a question there, law guy, rule guy. If Ohio State's playing a game like that, if Ohio State's playing Purdue and this happens, do they throw the flag? Do they take six points off the board? No, they won't. If Michigan's doing it, they won't. Um, And then the next part is the letter of the law, the consistency, the thing that you're talking about so much. You're talking about you got to know the rules because the rules are going to be called and the refs are going to enforce those rules. And so let's rewind one week to watching Illinois play football. Witherspoon, their cornerback, who is a complete tool bag, if you ask me. And I think it's okay for me to say that because the way he acts is he's way outside of the rules. Do you remember him getting called for taunting against Purdue? No, he didn't get called for taunting. And he was taunting Purdue all day. The letter of the law there is when you stand over a player, if you flex over them, if you put them in their place, you call the flag. Big Ten officials don't call games with a letter of the law. That's my point. There's a subjective nature of college football that exists. There's wiggle room. That ref didn't need to call the flag. He didn't need to do that. He didn't need to take points off the board. It didn't affect the play. And the other thing is Graham did not point at the guy. Graham did not do anything to put that guy in his place. Um, he, he high-stepped. Well, good for Graham. And that's, by the way, uh, Jeff Brom apologized too much for that, and he said, yeah, he's going to learn. He learned his lesson. I, maybe that keeps people at bay, these clowns on Twitter that act like they know everything and they think that this is an absolute, um, uh, like an egregious error, a horrible, horrible thing that Jalen Graham did. I completely disagree. Jalen Graham made a play on the ball. He read it. He made the pick, and he scored, and then the points were taken off the board. If, if, if you do something within the play that causes an advantage, I get it. But Jalen Graham was having a good time. He's a senior. Shut your mouth. I mean, seriously, guys. Like, this isn't, this, this isn't a game that Purdue was letting their emotions get control of them. They, they, didn't, they, did, they were under control much of the game. Um, and Jalen Graham enjoyed his, joined his senior day. If it, if it would have cost Purdue the game, that would have been lousy. No doubt about it. But the fact that the ref did it, you're really – moving the the focus from where it should be. Jalen Graham didn't do anything that bad. Jalen Graham didn't do anything that was a horrible thing inside a football game. So if you disagree, it's fine. The other thing is if you think this is such a bad thing that, that this is a bigger indicator of Jeff Brom teams having bigger problems and you're going to point back to the Syracuse game. The Syracuse game was an absolute madhouse. That was uh, Purdue did let their emotions get a hold of them. That's not what happened in this game. That's not what happened with Jalen Graham in this play. So uh, one thing that was great, after the game, I got to go down uh, by the um, 
IAC by Molotov, pardon me, and, um, and watch the players coming off the field. You know, they're holding their helmets and they're just gigantic human beings at that point. But that was fun. Like, talking to these guys, they come off the field. They knew this was a big deal. Beating Northwestern at Rossi for the first time since 2007, that's a big deal. And it's – I have a, a friend, a family. He may be listening. He may watch this. But he is a, he's a little bit – no, he's very negative. Okay, and after the game, he tried to make this into a negative win. <clears throat> and Jay talked about this great. You know, the, there are ugly children everywhere. Um, but what do you say? Uh Football games are like, football wins are like children or something like that. And sure, they're ugly kids, but to, to you, your kids are beautiful, even if they're a little ugly. This game was a, this, this win was a little ugly. I'm, I'm saying that completely wrong. I butchered it. This game was a little ugly, but beating Northwestern at home is something. This is another one of those boxes that I wanted to see Jeff Brom check off continually. A bad weather game, and the, make no bones about it. If you didn't understand how bad it was, ask one of your friends who went to the game. It was horrible. The weather was horrible. It was blisteringly cold, very, very windy, just awful circumstances. And then on top of that, you have a ref take away six points. Let's not forget, Northwestern lost to Ohio State, what, two weeks ago, 21-3. to If Purdue's pick six sticks, at that point, Purdue's up, I think, 21-3. to Purdue would have cruised. Um, instead, the game was made much tighter than it was needed to be, and I don't blame Jalen Graham. I blame the official for calling it that way. And in, until Big Ten officials call consistent games and really do understand the letter of the law and really do call it correctly, doing things like, I don't know, reviewing plays that must be reviewed because their spots are horrible. They made awful spots time and time again in crucial, crucial moments that hurt Purdue. That had nothing to do with Purdue's sportsmanship or Purdue's discipline. It was just Big Ten officials being shitty, which they are at their jobs over and over. Um, anyway, uh, let's look at the let's look at the stats a little bit before I uh, check out some of the comments. Thanks to you guys who are live. I see a couple of you are on here. It's almost midnight. Um, I really appreciate that. I waited a little bit to record because I had a friend over. He went to the game with me, and um, we were unwinding, and um, and this was the right time to record. I didn't want to do it tomorrow morning, so. Uh, Aiden O'Connell finished with 64% uh, completion rate, 16 to 25. Didn't pass the ball that much for Purdue, 159 yards. A uh, couple touchdowns, no interceptions. Downing led the all rushers with uh, 49 yards on 17 carries. Solid. Uh, Charlie Jones, six receptions, 46 yards receiving. Had a touchdown. Um, probably could have had another one uh, or two. Payne Durham had a great seam route. Two, yard, uh, two receptions, 30 yards, and he had a touchdown as well. It's nice on senior day. Paul Perry had a great catch. I mean, I can read these, these stats, but really the funny thing, the stats don't really tell you much about the game because it really was just a battle of wills. It, just was, it wasn't really like Purdue was battling Northwestern's will. Purdue was battling the will of God because the weather sucked so bad. My player of the game, my game ball, if I'm going to give one out, goes to Karen Douglas. I got to talk to Karen Douglas after the game. He was limping uh, because remember, he's the guy who sealed the, the, the game versus Illinois with the interception that was deflected by Johnson. Um, and he finishes the game with seven solo tackles. And the guy, he's got a huge knee brace on. He's limping. And he, he comes down by the, by the family entry there, and there's a lot of fans out there waiting. I said, how are you feeling? And he said, he said you know what? And like he, looked, he, like he looked visibly injured. And he kind of perks up. He said, you know what? I just came here to win a game. That's it. Feel pretty good right now. Really, uh, 
that's a that's a veteran answer. Um, but it was cool. Um, and so he gets my game ball just because he set a tone for that entire team. Um, if I was gonna give out another one, it'd be it'd be to uh, to Graham. So uh, those are my guys. That's uh, uh, that's a good effort by Purdue, and I'm just happy they leave with the win. We've talked about the term before. Maybe I don't talk about it here is Purdueing it, right? When something's gifted to you, when the situation right there, all you have to do is take it. Um, well, Purdue still has a chance to win part of the part of the um, Big Ten West, in spite of the fact that uh, Minnesota, boy, that's a team they gave away a game. They had two chances to put the game away versus Iowa. Instead, they had a fumble by their best running back. Uh, Ibrahim, um, man, he's he's good, but he tried to stretch one out, gave up the ball to Iowa, and then they had another one where it was went through an Iowa or pardon me, a Minnesota receiver's hands. Iowa catches it and they go down and they scored a field goal a couple plays later. Um, so Purdue, Purdue, the problem is that Iowa game took Purdue out of the driver's seat to control their own destiny. They have to rely on other people, but here's the deal: beat IU, get the bucket get part of the uh, Big Ten West Championship. That's cool. I mean, to me, that's a big deal. Next year is going to be the last year they're going to have a, um, uh, conferences within the – or, pardon me, uh, divisions within the conference, and uh, that's a big deal. So hopefully they can handle their business. Uh, IU, in improbable fashion, beat Michigan State today. So um, I hope that helps motivate Purdue and understand the idea that Brom and some of the players said that every week doesn't matter who you're playing – if you're playing them in the Big Ten, anybody can beat anybody, and there's signs of that all over. So, Brian T says, "So do we root for Nebraska now?" Sure, sure, Brian. I mean, it, that's that's not a bad thing. I mean, Jay off off the air and in, in a uh, a side uh, conversation, a text conversation said, "Wouldn't that be ultimately ironic and fantastic that if Nebraska could actually um, handle their business and beat Iowa, that they help Purdue clinch uh, a chance to play in Indianapolis?" Uh, along with a conference, it's a Big Ten West conference title. That's pretty, pretty funny. Um, I don't, uh, I don't think it's good practice to have a root for Nebraska, though. So if you want to pull for them, though, good. Um, Jay Wood says uh, that means the handsome hour will have built-in reason to talk about Nebraska. Exactly. I hadn't read through these uh, questions, but that's right. Your uh, handsome Nebraska hour will be back. Kevin Pass says if uh, if we can compete for the West year in year out. That has to be a very positive thing, no matter if you're playing for the bucket game for 8, 9, or 10 regular season. Uh, screw it. 12, 12 win dream. Uh, 12 win dream dream big. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, like, um, it's almost like basketball. Like, I, it, if, if you can compete for the Big Ten title every couple of years, right, be there every two, three years, uh, good things can happen. Good things will happen. In football, it's a little bit different, of course, because it gives you a better chance to have a better bowl game. Um, but if Purdue... I mean, the, the divisions are done next year. It's official. They're done. Um, so Purdue will be in a bit of a rebuild situation. They're losing a lot of weapons on offense next year. They're losing a lot of guys on defense. I think there's a, there's some decent talent there. But, man, the coaches are going to earn their money in the offseason. There's also going to be there because there is every offseason. But there are going to be some coaches that, that leave, some guys that come in. It's just the nature of the business. So, um, yeah, it's uh, – this is, this is a great opportunity. I mean, Purdue needs to grab a, a share of this title. Full, full stop, right? Regardless of what, what uh, anybody else does, Purdue needs to get a, a share of this because that's a big deal. It's something they've never done. Good chance to put something in the trophy case. So, um, 
anyway, that's about it. Uh, let's, let's see, I'm at, I'm at just over, I'm, I'm nearly 16 minutes. So appreciate you tuning in live. Uh, appreciate you listening tape, tape as well. And uh, we'll probably have something for you later on the week. Uh, it's, it's Thanksgiving week, guys. So enjoy time with your family. Uh, God bless you and uh, God bless them. And thanks for tuning in. Hope you had a great day. Hope you have feeling back in your fingers and toes. If you're in Ross Aid, hammer down. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.